Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 59, Snatcher and the Kvitog of Greenland. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. Okay, here we are at 59, almost 60 episodes. And thanks to all of you listeners, I continue to be inspired by new Goop names. So the Goop name Snatcher came from AJ. AJ wrote me in and he said, my name is AJ, I'm eight years old, and I have an idea for a goop. His name is Snatcher. He snatches things from other goops occasionally. He is also fearless. He's not afraid of anything except spiders. Thanks for your time. I love goop tales. Oh, thank you, AJ. And I love you too. And I really appreciate your suggestion here. And I took it and I wrote a whole story about Snatcher who goes to Greenland. Now, there's no spiders in this story, but there is what is called a kvitog. Now, I might not be pronouncing that correctly, but it is a name that I found in researching this story. And it's a spirit, um, a spirit of a lost hunter. So I took a couple liberties with that. And you are going to hear all about the Kvitog that chases Snatcher and wants to overtake him in this story. And while researching this story, I also found out that reindeer, just kind of a fun little fact, that reindeer are the only deer species where the female has antlers too. So I thought that was kind of cool. So it features a mama reindeer, this story does. So this is just a quick opening. Please continue to send me your Goop Tail name ideas because I'm keeping on writing them. And you're going to find out who is the next one at the end of this story. So please continue to send them in on the website. And still working on getting the pictures up. We're almost there. Hopefully the next episode I can tell you that all the pictures are up and attached properly on the website. Uh, And then if you like this story, please leave a review. So that's it for my intro here. I will see you on the other side of Snatcher. Snatcher was such a little love. He would never push or shove. He often thought of others and considered friends like sisters and brothers. But when he saw something he couldn't resist, he would reach out and snatch it with a flick of his wrist. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a delightful little goop boy named Snatcher. He was always quite courteous and thoughtful around others. Snatcher would wait his turn in line without complaining. He would help clean dishes. He happily shared his toys with his goop friends. And overall, he was pretty fun to be around. Except there was an exception to Snatcher's exemplary behavior. If ever he saw something he really wanted or just couldn't resist, he would snatch it. Just reach out and grab it without even thinking. Once, he was at Wonty and Wynati's birthday party and he wanted the little hippo on top of their birthday cake. Just as they were about to blow out the candles, Snatcher's hand slid over the top of the cake 
and his fingers wrapped around the hippo and he just pulled it right off, leaving a gaping hole in the frosting. Wonty and Wainati were so focused on their candles that they didn't even notice. But Anoya did. How dare you? She cried out, looking at Snatcher. He quickly took the hippo and hid it in his pocket before anyone could figure out what was going on. Another time, when Snatcher was playing hide-and-go-seek with his goop friends, he spotted a large cardboard box. It was the perfect size box for creating a fort, and he knew he could fit inside it. The box didn't belong to him. It was in his neighbor's yard. But Snatcher quickly glanced around to make sure the coast was clear, and then he snatched it and rapidly made his way home. The Goops never knew when Snatcher would go into action, so they tended to be a little cautious around him if they had a new toy or a delicious sweet. They didn't want to risk anything being snatched. Backwardia never seemed to mind Snatcher's behavior, and she was always willing to take a risk and hang out with him. She loved to do things backwards, so it was never a surprise to her if things disappeared. Half the time, she didn't even notice anything was missing because she was walking backwards. One blistering hot summer day, Backwardia and Snatcher made plans to head out to a swimming hole in Goop World. Snatcher happily walked over to Backwardia's house and threw tiny pebbles at her window to summon her. As soon as she heard him, Backwardia stuck the back of her hand out the window and waved. Ole! She sang out. That was hello backwards. Snatcher didn't mind it when she spoke backwards, but only if she didn't do it all of the time, as it could become very difficult to understand. Backwardia stuck her feet out her window with her back to Snatcher and then slid down the roof straight to an ivy vine and made her way down to the ground. Snatcher started to laugh because she had her clothes on backwards, so he was really looking at the back of her body. You are so funny, Backwardia, he laughed. <laughs> Won't I? She replied, meaning, I know. They were both in the mood to have some fun, and the morning was starting out fantastic. They set off to the swimming hole with Backwardia walking backwards the entire way, following the sound of Snatcher's voice. Snatcher had brought along his little grab stick, which meant that he was probably in the mood to snatch something. The sun was at its peak as they approached the swimming hole. The swimming hole looked cool and inviting, as it shimmered in the sun. The water was crystal clear and there were flat rocks paving the bottom. Come on, let's run and jump in at the same time. You need to turn around and face the hole with me, Backwardia. Let go, replied Backwardia for okay. She turned around and the two of them held hands and said, three, two, two one, together, and then ran and jumped in. The water felt cool and invigorating. Let's do it again, cried Snatcher. Yakko, Backwardia replied. They crawled up the swimming hole bank and took a few steps backward. Snatcher glanced down and saw his grab stick, and at the last moment, he reached 
to pick it up. Then Snatcher and Backwardia looked at each other and said, three, two, one, and ran and jumped into the swimming hole again. As Snatcher sunk into the cool water, he opened his eyes and caught sight of a shimmering object. It sparkled like gold, and Snatcher immediately reached out with his grab stick. He clasped it around the object that was wedged between two rocks, and he tugged and tugged, but it wouldn't budge. Then he reached down and grasped at it with his fingers. He twisted and turned and did his best to pry the shimmering gold piece loose, but it wouldn't move. He wedged himself against one of the flat stones in the swimming hole and pulled as hard as he could until the object loosened. It came out from between the stones and the water surrounding Snatcher turned into a swirling liquid goal that spun around, sucking him into a golden vortex until he was gone. Chapter Two. Snatcher was surrounded by liquid gold that grew colder and colder. It froze his fingers as it slid over his tiny body. He tried to open his eyes, but he was unable. The force of the gold was too strong. His body began to go numb. He couldn't feel his toes or his fingers, and his eyes wouldn't move. And then, just as quickly as he had been sucked into the golden vortex, he was shot out of it. He landed with a crack atop a solid chunk of ice. Snatcher used his grab stick to slowly stand up and steady himself. He looked around to see miles of ice extending beyond the horizon. He noticed that his left hand felt warm, unlike the rest of his body. Snatcher held up his hand and saw that it was covered in liquid gold. He was instantly reminded of the golden vortex, but he didn't know what to make of it. As he stared at his hand in bewilderment, he heard a kind-sounding voice say, You have the golden touch. It will bring you power and danger. Snatcher looked up to see a resplendent mother reindeer and her young calf. They were standing at the edge of a snow-covered forest. The calf timidly walked over to Snatcher and looked down at his left hand, covered with gold, and his eyes grew wide. Don't touch it. Just look, warned her mother. What, what's happening? Where, where am I? What do you mean by danger? exclaimed Snatcher. The mother reindeer took a step forward and introduced herself. I am Aju, and this is my daughter, Alisi, and you are in Greenland, where we live. It seems you have gold on your hand, said Aju, as she leaned in closer for a look at Snatcher's hand. How did you get that? Snatcher looked away. He felt a bit embarrassed, remembering how desperate he was to get the gold object. Then he told Aju, what had happened in the swimming hole. She nodded her head and said, yes, that would be Kivitog gold. They have scattered it everywhere. Aju then went on to explain 
that a Kvitog was a wandering spirit who was once a hunter that couldn't survive Greenland's harsh climate. There were hundreds of Kvitogs in Greenland, and each one wanted nothing more than to return to a living form. But they were unable to unless they could capture a living creature and inhabit it. There was only one way for a Kvitog to take over a living creature. And for that to happen, two conditions had to be met. First, there had to be a full moon. And second, there had to be Kvitog gold on the hand, hoof, or paw of the living creature. When these two conditions were met, the Kvitog would hover in the sky above his or her victim. And the moment the full moon appeared, the Kvitog would sink down into the body of his victim and take over their body and transform it into his own. Ajew told Snatcher that she had only ever seen this happen once, a very long time ago, before Elise was born. It had happened to her grandfather, Anuk. Anuk had been out one evening looking for food in a very barren forest. The winter had been long and cold and food was hard to come by. Anuk was getting old and frail and growing rapidly weaker from lack of food. He saw something glittering at the bottom of a tree and even though he knew better, he kicked at it with his hoof until it was covered with gold liquid. When he realized what he had done, it was too late. He looked up into the sky just as the full moon appeared and hovering above him was a Kvitog. It took only a few seconds for it to disappear from the sky straight down into Anuk's body. Aju saw it all from her hiding spot in the forest. From that time forward, she made sure that she and Elise were well hidden during a full moon. It was a frightening sight that I never want to witness again, she sighed. What happened to Anuk? asked Snatcher as his eyes grew wider. He turned into the form of a hunter and disappeared into the woods. I will never see my father again. You said I would have power too. What did you mean by that? Asked Snatcher as he stared at his left hand. Ah, yes, there is power in the Kavita gold and many want to find it just for the power it has. I suspect that is what Anuk wanted. When your hand is golden, all that you touch will obey your thoughts. Snatcher took this in and then let out a low whistle. That is powerful. Yes, it is, and so are your thoughts. Watch them wisely, warned Aju. Then she glanced up at the sky and said, There will be a full moon tonight. The Kvitog will be looking for you. Chapter 3 Snatcher looked up at the sky. It was fading from dusty blue to navy. 
It would only be a short while before the full moon would be in view. He felt lost and confused. He knew he possessed a certain power, but he had no idea how to use it. So he decided to test it. I wish Aju would give me a ride, he thought to himself as he reached out and petted Aju on the back. As he did so, she knelt down without saying a word, and Elise stepped forward and nudged Snatcher onto her mother's back, and all three set off into the forest at a rapid pace. Aju was so fast, she wove in and out of the trees of a snow-covered forest. They ran past giant, giant covered furs, and Snatcher caught glimpses of tiny forest animals scurrying into holes as they passed them. Once, he thought he saw some sort of flying ghost, and he reached out with his grab stick and tried to snatch it, but it went right through the apparition. Aju let out a grunt and then ran even faster with Elise on her heels. When they finally stopped, Aju knelt to the ground and let Snatcher off, and then she stared at him with Elise by her side. Why? Why did you do that? You endangered us all. Snatcher was stunned. He had no idea what he had done. Then Elise spoke up. I saw you grabbing for a kvitog. I have never been so scared in all my life. Then Snatcher understood. He had gone too far with his grab stick, grabbing at the apparition, which was, in fact, a kvitog. I have never run so fast to our secret spot in all of my life, exclaimed Aju angrily. Snatcher looked down and hung his head. I'm sorry. I was foolish and reckless. Please forgive me. I didn't understand, and now I do. I will never endanger you again. Aju knew he spoke the truth, so she nuzzled against him and said, I know you didn't mean it, but you must be very careful now. The Kavitog know you are somewhere in the forest. Snatcher stopped and thought for a second. Then he turned towards Aju and Elise and bravely said, I put you in danger, and now it is my job to take you out of it. I will leave you, and if there are Kivitog nearby, they will follow me. I thank you for all you have done, and I will say farewell. Aju nodded her magnificent antlers in a gesture of gratitude and called Elise to her side. And the two of them watched as Snatcher set off alone into the forest. Never forget about the power you have, called out Aju as Snatcher disappeared behind a snowy tree. Snatcher was cold and frightened, but he felt a little bit better after hearing Aju's words. He did have power and he would learn how to use it. As he walked along, he saw a lone polar bear in the distance. He was walking through an open clearing headed straight into a grove of trees. Snatcher thought to himself, Well, if I'm ever going to test my power, now is the perfect time. He quickly made his way through the forest to the tree grove and climbed up high 
onto the branch of a nearby tree at the edge of the clearing. He positioned himself perfectly, and when the polar bear stepped foot into the forest, Snatcher jumped onto his back, thinking, You are my friend, and you will take me for a ride. When he landed on the polar bear's back, the polar bear stopped and looked up at him. Why, hello, my friend. I'm so happy you are here. Where shall we go? Snatcher almost couldn't believe it. It was exactly as Aju had described. Where shall we go? repeated Snatcher. Um, I hadn't thought about that. Let me think for a moment. The polar bear waited patiently while Snatcher thought. He thought about a book that he had read once that took place in Greenland, and there were dog sleds. He loved the idea of a dog sled. Take me to a dog sled, please, Snatcher said. Your wish is my command, replied the polar bear. But remember, a full moon will be here very soon, he said as he looked at Snatcher's golden hand. And off they went. Chapter 4 The polar bear, whose name was Oberon, plowed through the snow-covered landscape with Snatcher on his back. For such a large beast, he was surprisingly quick and graceful. Snatcher enjoyed the snowy scenery. He saw the charming city of Nook far off in the distance. It was comprised of brightly colored storybook houses dotting the shoreline of the Arctic Ocean. Oberon moved on and on, only stopping once to glance up at the sky. He looked up at Snatcher and was about to speak when Snatcher said, I know. Aju told me everything. I understand, but I don't know what else to do. All I know is I have always wanted to ride in a dog sled. Then that is where I will take you. I will move as quickly as I can, but the dogs that I know with a sled, they are far away and hidden on Disco Island. We will have to swim there, but I am strong and fast. Don't worry. Snatcher didn't worry about Oberon. He knew he would do exactly what he said. He glanced up at the sky again as twilight approached. It was turning a dusky blue as Oberon descended into the water and made his way out to Disco Island. When they finally made it to Disco, Snatcher jumped off Oberon's back and started to explore. The island was magnificent. There were huge volcanic rocks lining the shore. Snatcher was thrilled. He felt as if he had landed on the moon. I've never seen anything like this. It's amazing, he said to Oberon, who nodded his head in agreement. It is spellbinding, he agreed. Then he glanced again at the sky. Snatcher followed his gaze, and as he looked at the dusky sky, he saw a flicker of white disappear. He looked at Oberon, who nodded, and said, Kvitog, they know you are here. Where are the dogs with the sled? asked Snatcher. Come, 
replied Oberon, as Snatcher jumped on his back. He expertly made his way around the volcanic rocks and crept deep into a forest in complete silence. Along the way, Snatcher thought to himself, I want to go on a sled ride to Goop World, pulled by eight huskies. Finally, Oberon came to a clearing in the trees, where there were eight glorious huskies and a sled just standing there as if they were waiting for Snatcher. One of the dogs walked over and introduced himself as Balto, the world's bravest sled dog. Oberon turned to leave and said, Think wisely, as he disappeared into the woods. Snatcher turned his attention to Balto, who looked down at Snatcher's golden hand and then slowly up at the sky. Let's go on your ride, he said. The rest of the dogs quickly took their places in front of the sled, and Snatcher hopped on. Balto gave a command in the form of a bark, and the sled took off. The dogs took Snatcher on the most magical sled ride ever. They rode up into the snow-covered mountain on secret paths that held the most magnificent views of Greenland. Snatcher was enraptured. He felt as if he was sitting on top of the world and seeing glimpses of magic that only birds knew. This is unreal, he whispered to himself. As the ride came to an end, the huskies drew the sled onto a cliff at the edge of Disco Island so that Snatcher could admire the view of the Arctic Ocean far below. This has been magical, exclaimed Snatcher as he looked up at the darkening sky and saw what surely must be a kvitov. The sky was now a deep navy blue and the darker it got, the brighter the full moon shone on Snatcher below. Snatcher looked up at the kvitov who was moving into position right above him. And then he looked at Balto, put his hand on Balto's head and thought, take me over the cliff. The Kvitog was descending through the sky, headed straight for Snatcher's head when Balto gave his command to the rest of the Huskies in the form of a bark. The Huskies took off without fear or hesitation and over the cliff they went with the sled holding Snatcher right behind them. Snatcher and the team of eight dogs flew through the chilly Arctic air, passing through golden stars along the way. Snatcher reached out to grab a star and in doing so, fell from the sled down, down, down into Goop World, where he landed with a splash in the swimming hole. He swam right to the top eager to tell Backwardia about Greenland, the Kvitog, Aju, and Balto. But she was nowhere to be found. She was in Yosemite, racing up Half Dome. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, so I hope you loved this episode. And if you did, if you did, yes, if you did, you know what to do please go and leave a review on iTunes. I love reading them. And thank you for the most recent reviews. They've been really so great to read. I'm starting to put some of them on Instagram. 
because they make my day. So thank you. If you don't know how to leave a review, you can go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews. And I have a little tutorial there for you. So don't forget to go to shop.gooptales.com. Maybe for the holidays, you want to get a goop on your t-shirt. You can get a t-shirt with a goop on it. You can pick out your favorite goop and it's got the goop on the front and his or her poem on the back. So that is it for this time. And I will see you very soon next time with Backwardia, who was also another listener created name. And you're going to hear about who sent me that name in the next episode. So until then, make every day a goop day.